Hi everyone! It is a great week because I am in Cabo San Lucas,、uh, here for a little getaway to celebrate the husband's birthday. And you know, there's just something about being on vacation, especially when it's a place like this where it's nice and warm. There's water everywhere, whether it's the pool or the ocean, and people are in their bathing suits and they're drinking, and everyone's having a good time. It makes everything better, including this podcast, because. I was editing this episode, and I don't know if it was just me, or the environment that I'm in, or if my guests today are just really amazingly fun, full of energy, and just have this great way about them. Anyway, before we get to them, I want to give a shout out to some of our new followers. A big hello to the spiritual swingers. Very interesting. I may have to have them on the show, and I think they started following us after episode seven. Called Faith and Fidelity, where I talked to Keith Giles about how the lifestyle fits into Christianity. In fact, a、uh, uh, Bob Walden tweeted us that that was his favorite episode so far. He called it intelligent conversation about sex and religion. I mean, really, what could go wrong? And a shout out to at Frank Frank six seven six one, who says he really really enjoyed last week's episode called. Covid and kink. If you haven't listened to this one yet, you've got to go back and listen. It's this cute couple who, because of the covid shutdown, started making their own porn and then, like, started swinging. All right, to today's guests. We haven't talked a lot about it, but you probably know that in the lifestyle, the unicorn is the single female referred to as a unicorn because she is rare and much. Sought after, especially as a couple wanting to bring someone in. So, what happens when you get two women? You see a lot of bisexual women at the club. Yes, we do.、So、usually, usually they're on our face, which is awesome. <laughs> get ready. This is consenting adults. The conversations you're about to hear are intended for mature audiences. If adult themes are offensive to you, well. You might want to pull out now. So dirty talk, so、yeah. sex talk. Yeah, it, it started off as dirty talk. I was actually like very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, "So you want to have sex with other people? That's what you're saying." <laughs> <laughs> and you find it a turn on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Well, yes. This is consenting adults with Lena Wynn. My guests today are a couple who have been together for 14 years, married for nine of those glorious years, and they've been in the lifestyle for seven years. Their ages are 40 and 43. One is in finance; the other one works in IT. They both live in South Florida, although I won't hold that against you.、Uh, <laughs> and for fun. They do a podcast called Sapphic Swingers, where they talk about the lifestyle and being swingers.、Um, but let me read you the description. They are two ladies in love who love the ladies. That's right. They may have a no penis policy. Do you guys have a no penis policy? <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> I would say that we're very unusual in the swinging community. We have not met a lot of other strictly lesbian couples. Yeah, that's it's.、Uh, we're definitely、uh, against the penis. Not that we don't love our, our 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 male friends. We do love them very much. We just don't want the penis in any of our orifices. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against men. You just really don't want to touch them. You you don't want them to touch you. 
Yeah, we, we both tried to be straight. You know, it's, it's uh, conventions tell you and religion and society and sometimes family says you have to be the certain way. And we both we both tried. We gave it the old college try. Uh, <laughs> we just kind of knew forever that it just it wasn't for us. But it's hard to you know, I was in the army. So is it don't ask, don't tell. So you actually could not be gay. Otherwise, you get kicked out. Right. Do you find that there's the same kind of resistance when it comes to being in the lifestyle, being non-monogamous? Um, we don't find resistance at all. We find the lifestyle to be probably the most welcoming place. Everyone <laughs> is very friendly. Obviously, it might be because they want to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, everyone is so friendly, so open, and so welcoming. It has mm-hmm. been it has been very easy for us to mm-hmm. find find our amazing friends and groove in the lifestyle. Yeah. And there, there's so many women, at least for us here in South Florida. Sorry if uh, you hate us down here. Yo, what's up? <laughs> East Coast. East Coast in the house. Yeah. But there's so many bisexual women, which is great. So it's kind of like a candy store when we go out you know, to the clubs and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, but people will say, oh, you're lesbians. And the first thing they say is, oh, so you don't play with men at all. And for us, it, coming from the lesbian community, that means you don't play with men. But so we have to kind of reiterate, oh, no, we don't. Because some women in a lifestyle say they're lesbians, but they might dabble a little bit. Uh, for us, it means strictly the, the lovely ladies. But that's because the community is friendly. I'm talking about the people who aren't in the lifestyle. I mean, how open are you guys with friends and family and, you know, people you're not sleeping with? <laughs> <laughs> we are out to many friends. Um, definitely not family. No, no. Oh, Definitely not family. So if you t- if you call my mom, I'm going to be really upset, okay? All right. <laughs> <laughs> they know about you guys. They just don't know that you're just right. love. They don't yes. know about the lifestyle. Yes, yes. correct. We're, we're married lesbians, and the family was all at our wedding, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, they accepted you for being lesbian, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so why haven't you told them? It feels like another coming out, mm-hmm. and it's not something we're, we're prepared to share with our family. I don't know if we ever will. Uh, I hope... We're kind of hoping they don't stumble across our podcast because we talk about a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of sex with other women. Um, I, f- I don't know if I feel like they'll, you know, of course there'll be some judging and, and curiosity, but they might feel like we're we're missing something in our relationship that we have to seek outside of our marriage, which isn't true at all. If you're doing that for swinging, you're doing it the wrong way, in our opinion. Uh, it's just not a conversation I, that we want to have. Uh, I, I'm not super close you know, communication-wise with my family. Uh, so just this would just add like another layer of awkward. <laughs> well, and and also I, th- I think that we we kind of fought a, a little bit for our relationship, especially in your family, mm-hmm. and to, for our relationship to be legitimized and things like that. So I feel like if we came out as swingers and that we're non-monogamous, I feel like they would look at us um, sort of with disdain mm-hmm. almost or, like or judgment. Very, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, they wouldn't understand it. That's it's, it, We almost sort of... Yeah, exactly. and we, we almost sort of want some of the family members to find out so we can talk about our stuff because we're like, all right, we can't do all these vacations because we want to do swinger stuff. So it's almost like you want to you want to be outed a little bit, but it would just be a really difficult conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you guys into this lifestyle before you met each other? We were not. Um, as, as you mentioned in our intro, we've been together for 14 years, but we've only been into the lifestyle for seven years. We it kind of all began with a dinner party that we hosted for a friend's birthday. And Tiff overheard our friends talking about this club they went to where you could actually watch people have sex. 
<laughs> that that definitely caught my attention because uh, we're, yeah. we're sitting at a table with like 10 or 12 lesbians <laughs> we're like we're into this club and people are having sex i'm like Err? so you know my ears were like uh, tuned in immediately because i didn't think that stuff happened it sounded like so 1970s like you know swingery <laughs> stuff and i'm like this stuff happens like in our neighborhood and it turned out the club was only like 15 minutes from our house so how long did it take you to get to the club about six months. <laughs> That's a long time, actually. Yeah, we we started to explore. First, we explored the you know the website for the club they were talking about, and then we said, "All right, so swinging is a thing." There's these, all these terms we're learning: lifestyle, this, that, and we started to learn. Okay. There's rules, there's things we should talk about before we go to the club, and it was a lot to work into because although you know we hadn't done anything prior to to this date. Rachel had done some, you know, some group sex kind of stuff. If she wants to expound on that, I'll sit here and touch myself while she does. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was in my pre-TIFF days. <laughs> the, the dark ages. <laughs> yeah, the dark ages. And yeah, I, I had dabbled a little bit in group sex. And when we first got together, and you know how you kind of talk about your sexual history with, with your new your new girlfriend. And um, so, yeah, I told Tiff a little bit about that. And she was like, oh, hell no, I would never be able to do a threesome. I'd be so jealous. And Mm -hmm. so I I learned this about Tiff like very early on in our relationship. So, okay, file that in my brain. We're never going to do threesomes or anything of that nature. And so the fact that it was Tiff that heard about this at, a, at our dinner party and started doing all the research and bringing it up and asking me it, um, if, we're, if we should go to the club. That, that, I think that was the only way it could have happened. So you heard about this club and that you can watch people having sex. Watching people having sex and actually having sex with other people are like totally different things, right? Oh, vastly different. Yeah, the voyeur <laughs> versus exhibitionist. For, you know, there's so many different layers when it comes to the swinging lifestyle. But for us, we didn't realize it was like a, you know, a swinger club. We said, that's really high. We like watching porn. Said that would just really turn us on. We love to just go watch and like get excited. So that was where it started. And then we started hearing, you know, this is a podcast and talking because communication is obviously huge in lifestyle. And our first trip, which we said was, you know, six months later, we said, we're just going to go hang out and see what it's all about and just, you know, kind of get, get involved in the energy and talk to people and, and see if it's something we want to pursue. Tell me about that first trip. <laughs> Is this a straight sex club? Um, it's it's a swinger club. I mean, there's no. Oh, okay. So there's no like gay gay swingers club. No, 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 no. No, no. But but I mean, you see a lot of bisexual women at the club. Yes, we do. So usually, usually they're on our face, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, absolutely. <laughs> so it, it looks like, so in the, you know, when you first walk in, it looks like any other nightclub. There's, you know, there's no windows because obviously there's nudity and perhaps, you know, sexual things happening. So it's, you know, it's a bit darker, mood lighting, DJ, dance floor, stripper pole, couches. They actually serve food at our club. It's not like stripper club food. It's, it's really good, actually. But we were just, we got there late. I, I'm originally from Miami, so... In Miami, you don't go out till, you know, 11, 11.30. So we get there probably 10, 30, 11. <laughs> and by then it's already hopping. Like this place is kicking it. And, and it's open till 4, 4 a.m. Wow. That was definitely a rookie mistake on our part, though, to get there so late because we missed like getting a tour of the club. So mm-hmm. one of the things they do is they actually give new couples a, a tour. So they kind of know the layout. They know where the bathrooms are, the bathrooms, <laughs> the bars, everything like that. <laughs> we, we didn't get that. We missed that. But thankfully... Um, when we got in, there was a very 
friendly uh, couple that quickly took us under their wing and welcomed us. <laughs> Do you find that uh, women are welcomed with open arms into these uh, clubs and this lifestyle? Absolutely. And they're, they're, they're called unicorns. Uh, so anytime two women walk in, they're like, all right, awesome. So they, they spotted us immediately. I, I think we had like newbie tattooed on our foreheads because we just walk in and was like, what are we doing? <laughs> it was so overwhelming. Like I, I probably couldn't, I used to do mapping when I was in the army. I couldn't draw a map of the club because I was so overwhelmed and I was nervous. So I, I drank a lot. <laughs> And I'm pretty good spatially, but I'm like, there was so much to see. And I'm like, oh, then you could kind of look into the back room. So you don't have to go into the back room. You can see, we call it the fishbowl. So they keep the curtains open until a certain amount of time. So you could watch people having sex. I'm like, oh, like this is amazing. Yeah, it's one of the group playrooms that opens out to the to the dance floor a little bit. Um, I was I was blown away by everything, the, the the kindness of everyone. And everyone was so respectful. And that's how it usually is with lifestyle. There's, you know, you're going to get your occasional douchebags because, you know people but it was just absolutely so welcoming and like the fact that somebody came up to us right away and showed us around but we did see a blowjob happening while we were on the dance floor that first night (laughs) and as lesbians is that like do you go ew or do you go oh we thought it was so freaking hot like we we were a little shocked um a little out of our element we couldn't believe that was happening right in front of us Mm -hmm. um but. It doesn't bother us. Like only, it only bothers us if someone tries to unwanted the sexual advances. Yes, <laughs> I'm just not going in my mouth. I bite. I promise. <laughs> um, okay, so it, like eye candy all over the place. Yes. Did you do anything that first night? No, no, we didn't do a thing. We uh, we just took it all in as much as we could. It, it was so overwhelming, and we like to to look back on that experience. So when we see new people come in, uh, all the staff knows us. So. So we're like, all right, let us know if someone comes in, they want a tour because we know what it's like to walk in and not know anyone and not know where anything is. So, so, so we got, like to recall that experience and, um, and just try and help other people out too when they, when they come in. So we didn't do anything that first night, but our experiences definitely prompted a lot of discussion. And so from there, we had discussions on what, um, how, how would it feel if you saw me kissing another woman? Mm-hmm. And so we had all of those conversations after that first time. And so then after you come home from the club, you weren't like all hot and bothered. Like didn't. Oh, yeah. oh we were. Oh, we were. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think we, I think we stayed up till the sun came up that night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then the next couple of days, then you're talking all about these questions. So, wow, that was so fucking hot. What would it, what would it look like if we were to kiss another woman? What would it look like if we were mm-hmm. to, to explore that a little more? Mm-hmm. And so we were super excited to go back to the club. So we went back, I think, a couple of weeks later. And that night, that second time, we had sort of given each other the green light to kiss another woman if the situation happened and just see how we both reacted to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we find ourselves on the dance floor with this sexy lady and she was flirty and dancing really close. So I just decided to go for it and kiss her. <laughs> and so I remember the kiss being really good. And then I pulled away and I made eye contact with Tiff who was dancing behind her. And then I probably did the most awkward thing that I've ever done. <laughs> in the lifestyle. And I sort of flipped, flipped her around. And I said, um, now you have to make out with my wife. <laughs> so I, I clearly felt like I had to even the playing field or something and just kind of see how it was for Tiff to kiss somebody else. But I was like, Oh, are you cool with it? She's, you know, that she was cool. So we made out, but it was funny. Cause like at that point we were just saying, 
we have to make sure it's, it's level and like not one person's kissing girl and the other one is right. There, which has changed obviously. But like at that point we're so new. Right. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, was there any jealousy? Yeah. You know, it, it always comes up. We're human. It's, you know, jealousy, especially in the beginning. I think Rach might want to speak to that more. Like, like we said, I never thought I would be comfortable with this. And now we went from doing nothing to having like girl piles but Whoa, there's, hey, oh, we'll talk girl piles. Yeah. Sorry, we're good. We got time. We got all night. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> time two, time, time two is still innocent. But the third time we went to the club, we finally ventured into the back room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as I said, jealousy, it's part of human nature. And, you know, you might think, you know, is she going to like that girl more than me? Does she find her more attractive? She better, you know, eat and put better in bed. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, things come up, but with the lifestyle, when you encounter something, you talk about it. And sometimes they're, they're difficult, you know, conversations. And in the beginning, we sort of started, you know, we're seeing, you know, hanging out with a gal who we had a little bit of, you know, started getting a little bit of emotions. And we said we had to cut it off because we don't want to be polyamorous. And it just wasn't right. And we were so new and figuring things out. So, yeah, jealousy, of course, comes up. At this point now in your lives, uh, it's just purely sexual. You're just swingers. You're not polyamorous. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, we, we definitely have love for for some of the women we play with and our friends. Um, I, I don't know where where the line is between swinging polyamory. We don't, you know, we're not going to cohabitate with anyone. Um, we have certain women that we play with. It's not all just random sex at all. Like we now we prefer it to be someone we're connected with because we find it's better. Um, we care more. We get to learn, you know, what she likes. And, you know, it, it, it means so much more getting to know the woman. Um, so I don't know where the line is. I mean, we certainly love our some of our friends. Do you guys always play together? We do. We do. Um, for us, the lifestyle is very much a team sport. Part of the excitement that we both get in the lifestyle is kind of watching watching the other one have a good time. Mm-hmm. And so for, for us, it's very important to play together. We have progressed in our seven years of being in the lifestyle um, to – we've done – separate room play with like two of our closest play friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only two. Cause it, it takes a long, long time to get to that point where we where I'm fine with Rachel or, or Rachel's fine with me playing with, with someone separate. Cause like she said, a lot of the fun and awesome is the compersion. Like I like to see her being pleasured and not every time will the woman be into both of us. You know, sometimes right. they're just into Rachel, mostly in Rachel. Cause you know, so much. Higher. <laughs> But uh, That's so not true. Uh, love you. Um, so we understand that. Luckily, we like the same time type of woman. So uh-huh. it's um, but I'm like I'm sending you dirty texts right now. So you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> As you progressed in the lifestyle, uh, did you try to be with a male female couple? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, most of our experiences in the lifestyle have been with a male female couple. Um, it's it's unusual where we get a unicorn or or a bisexual female that the husband is cool with a hall pass yeah get a yeah. get a hall pass I, I was trying to think of the term <laughs> it's been forever with covid we don't know what we don't know what hall passes are anymore i know we, we are such rookies right now like we haven't we haven't been swinging for since march yeah mm-hmm. march was a good month <laughs> yeah so yes so when a woman gets a hall pass you know her husband or partner says go have fun with the lesbians send me pictures or audio and, uh, you know, have my blessing. <laughs> but I would say the majority of times is with, with a male, female couple. 
And so he's there. So we just say the only rule is you just don't play with us. We're like, right. whenever you want to, you know, it's, it's your partner. Y'all have fun. You know, you can fuck her while we sit on her face. Everyone can have a good time. Uh, and it's, yeah, that's usually the situation is that there's a male there. And some guys like the cuckold relationship. Like they actually, they, they want to, they want to watch and they don't want to touch it all because, you know, it turns him on. And then later on he can, you know, have a lot of fun. So there's so many different layers of lifestyle. So, you know, we, we, we found a, a good, uh, good time for sure. <laughs> Uh, you talked earlier about um, women who are in the lifestyle who may not be bisexual, who are just curious. Um, I mean, can you can, do you spot them a mile away now? Are you that good? <laughs> <laughs> I have terrible gaydar bidar. I'm I'm the worst. <laughs> um, so, are you referring to women who are are not bisexual? Well, I think that there are women who um, romanticize the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. thinking, oh, that would be really great. And then when you get down to it, maybe they're thinking they just want to be serviced. Oh, yeah. We call yes, them pillow a, princesses. Yeah, pillow princess. Well, those are pillow princesses. <laughs> <laughs> are you taking notes right now? Yeah, that's a pillow princess. <laughs> um, you know, I'm okay, I'm okay with that as long as they want to kiss because kissing for us is so sensual. And like, for me, that's almost better than get my, you know, getting eaten out. Like that's so sexy. I love, I love kissing. Like that's, wow. and if, if a woman isn't a good kisser, that's going to probably turn us off from wanting to play with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so if she wants to be a pillow princess, that's fine. Like we love giving pleasure. And part, part of the fun of lifestyle is like, I don't enjoy penetration at all. And so Rachel, you know, if, if I wear the strap on, Rachel's, you know, taking the strap on. But when we play, sometimes Rachel gets to wear it with other ladies. <laughs> which, which I love it. I love having that power and I love getting to wear it. So that's kind of a, a fringe benefit for us in a lifestyle. <laughs> okay, I have to ask. Mm, please. <laughs> this whole strap-on thing. Okay? Now, I think my thought on it, which you just hit on, the whole power thing, which is seriously, if I had a penis, I would mm-hmm. be right all day. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> right? With as many women as possible. As many. And it's that feeling of mm-hmm. like invading someone, right? <laughs> <laughs> but is there any actual physical pleasure when you're using one? Yeah. Our favorite actually is a strapless strap on. So the wearer, there's actually probably a two inch bulb shaped insert that goes inside the wearer. And so to hold the strap on in, you actually have to kegel around that ball. (laughs) And so as you're, as you're fucking and thrusting, you feel, you feel that it actually pushes against your G spot and it feels so freaking good. And there's actually a bullet that goes in there as well. So both the, um, yeah, yeah, both women feel the vibration. Feel the vibration. (laughs) Come on, come on. (laughs) Feel it, feel it. So that's actually our favorite strap on to use, but the other, other ones, that that are in a harness, mm-hmm. you can definitely feel a little bit, but it's more it's more just external of the clit. Mm-hmm. Um, There's some, but the like motion. you know, when you're you know when you're slamming, it can mm-hmm. it can definitely hit the clit. The right, the friction. It's it's you know, but also it's also about giving pleasure. Mm-hmm. So you know, you don't always get it yourself, but yeah, that one's that one's pretty hot. But it does feel good. Like we we do the swinger cruises and. I remember this this one gal was, you know, eating Rachel out and I was fucking her from behind. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Like, that's just a memory I'm used to be like masturbating to. <laughs> so maybe I didn't come then, but I will definitely come later. <laughs> there was a time where you were both uh, straight, right? Well, we tried to be straight. Yes. Yeah, we, we gave tried. it the college try. We tried. 
We knew. I mean, you've been with men. Yes. And now that you're in the lifestyle, you've never entertained the possibility of of being, um, you know, sexually involved with the male in the couple. No, it's just not something that that we're we're into. Just like you know, any straight man would be like, "Oh no, I'm not really mm-hmm. into trying being with a guy." And you know, that, unfortunately, lifestyle bisexual men are, are looked down on very much. Um, I think they they look at him as, "Oh, you're you know, you're not a real man, and you know, you're 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 a pussy, and you know, you don't you know, get away from my dick." Like it's just such a like alpha thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, but I'm sorry. I, I always digress, and it's uh, Rachel's looking at me right now. Like, stay on, <laughs> stay on point. Um, no, we haven't. Uh, we, we, like I said, we tried to be straight. It wasn't just not who we are. I knew probably in elementary school I was attracted to women. No, no, no penis. Yeah, no, no penis for us. But we love watching our couples, our oh, couple yeah. friends. Fuck. Hot. I mean, it's so hot. Really? Yeah, we're, we we don't run. We don't run away from from seeing their penis. We don't run away from watching them fuck. Like it's it's. Super hot. And we'll be touching her while they fuck, too. That was hot. Huh. We're, okay, we're, no, so we're like, oh, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, I was, let's go back to that girl pile thing. <laughs> <laughs> What's a girl pile? Come out oh, with it. All right. I mean, so I guess there's an orgy where there's just like everyone fucking. But then girl pile is just, I don't know, how many did we decide that? Was a pile like four, four plus? Was a pile? <laughs> so just, I think so. Yes, just and a, just a pile of girls touching each other and kissing and licking and fingering and just so these just happen a lot at our club. Like there's a big old little play area and just sometimes it just you know we're having sex and all of a sudden another girl jumps in and another another and all of a sudden I'm yep. suff- suffocating underneath a pile of pussy and I'm <laughs> totally fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> So yeah, we've we've had a bunch of girl piles and they've varied in numbers. <laughs> yeah. From one to like six hundred. No. <laughs> Have you noticed any difference in your relationship since you started the lifestyle? Um, absolutely. I would say that we are much better communicators. Um, that's, that's certainly been a plus. Um, I was actually mute before this. I didn't know how to speak. <laughs> it's, it was awkward. You, you, Tiff was actually very bad at expressing emotions and feelings and the lifestyle has certainly opened that up a lot more mm-hmm. because you have to. yeah, exactly. You have to, otherwise, yeah, otherwise you're going to break work. up. <laughs> yeah. Do you get to a point where, um, you know how it's kind of like porn, like the more you watch, the more you need to turn you on, like you build up resistance or not not resistance you build up tolerance Mm -hmm. does that happen with sex does that happen in the lifestyle where it needs to be weirder or wilder or more or you know sex with just the two of you normal like regular stuff doesn't do it anymore like kinkier yeah i can see that i can see how that could happen because like you get you get around that environment like we're used to going to clubs so much and as soon as you're back there, it's like an automatic. So it, it gets kind of like a like a drug a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes, um, I, you know, I could see how it could happen. But it hasn't it, happened with you. No, not for us. But I can I can understand because some people have to do lifestyle stuff all the time. Right. How often do you guys do lifestyle stuff? Well, before uh, COVID, we were doing. Every Saturday night, we do the club, and then we might set up some dates. 
um, like at our house, you know, take the boat out, go, you know, fuck her on the boat, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, so fairly often. <laughs> I mean, a lot, as much yes. as we could, but you know, with work. So and when stuff. you guys call up and you just say, Hey, you want to go fuck around? You actually mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's not always about that. Like it's one thing I love about the lifestyle is that we've developed so such amazing friendships. And even if we don't have sex with someone, it's like we were just hanging out, like a good social distance hang with some friends, and she's straight, which is unusual for lifestyle down here. Hmm. Uh, but like awesome friends, like do anything for them, hang out all the time. It's just it, it develops these bonds. If you see somebody naked and ejaculating, all right, come on. You know, what, <laughs> what else is there to hide? You can you can talk about anything, right? <laughs> exactly. All the walls are down. Yeah. Um, I just want to go back to the question that you asked about if if sex gets boring after we're so used to the lifestyle, and I would say that the ways that we make it not get boring is kind of reliving some of our experiences in the lifestyle. So we'll talk about, remember that night when, mm-hmm. when uh, she was eating me out and you were fucking her from behind. And so we, we, we say those things to each other, or there was, there was one experience we had where um, she, her husband, she had a hall pass, her husband let her come here by herself. Mm-hmm. And she said, the only thing I need to give back to him is I'm, I'm going to record some audio of us playing and she shared the audio with us and that is so fucking hot like i play that audio sometimes and it it just gets me super turned on (laughs) or just think just thinking about some of those experiences kind of puts you a little bit back there Mm -hmm. and it spices up spices up the sex Mm -hmm. a little bit it's not a crutch it's just it's a nice little like it's a benefit it's a benefit of being in a lifestyle that we have these experiences and stuff to draw on and remember Mm -hmm. and it fucking turns us on again (laughs) and again (laughs) Do you think there's a difference between being turned on by watching your partner being with someone else and getting joy out of seeing them enjoy themselves? Is there a difference? Oh, my God, the line has gone dead. <laughs> yeah, test one, two, three. One. <laughs> I may be confused. I may be drunk. So a difference between uh, watching. A difference between being turned on by watching your partner with someone else and actually feeling joy, you know, actually feeling okay. whatever that is that your partner is enjoying themselves. Like one is a very sexual thing and the other one is a very caring, emotional thing. Mm-hmm. I, okay, got it. Uh, yeah, the compersion thing, I, there's been times where like Rachel, like we'll be at the club and she's just going at it with the chick sitting, you know, sitting on the bench here. And I'm talking to her husband, just like might be talking about fantasy football or something. And I, and yeah. I, T- Tiff bros out a lot more. <laughs> all right. I bro out a little more. I'm more the dude. Okay. So they're, they're having their way. And I look over every now and again and I just smile and I'm like, that's awesome. And yes, it's sexual. Like I'm surrounded by people having sex in the back room at the club, but I'm, you know, at that point I'm not like super sexually turned on. I just love that she is having a good time. Yeah, there can be. Absolutely. And then other times I'll sit there and maybe I'll be masturbating while she's playing with another girl uh, or another lady, excuse me. For, for me, I kind of feel it very intertwined because if I'm, if I'm watching Tiff get pleasure, if I'm watching her um, have an orgasm, yes, that's going to fucking turn me on. So I see, it, I see it as very intertwined. Or if I'm, watching, if I'm watching you pleasure somebody else, that also turns mm-hmm. me on. But I will say it's, we're a little, um, so me, you know, army, I'm hypervigilant. So when we're anywhere, I, it, it's hard for me to completely relax because I want to make sure that Rachel's safe. 
Right. And that, no, because we're two women, you know, like a lot of times you got, you know, this big dude looking out for his, his woman. I, I, I want to make sure everything's okay. No one's, you know, touching her inappropriately and no one's done anything to her because like, like we said, it's not, you know, microcosm of the universe. We, we still have shitty people that are in the lifestyle and it's rare, luckily, uh, but it still happens. And, you know, it, it, we're in all the girl piles or all the women's playrooms. Like that's, that's pretty hot. I feel, I feel very more, much more relaxed, but uh, I do obviously, you know, just love watching her get pleasure. It's, it's awesome. And then do you think that there is a fine line between that, you know, that jealousy feeling that there's a fine line between feeling jealous and then feeling turned on? Mm. I think there's actually a, um, I think it's one of the kinks. It's where they, they actually get turned on by jealousy. It's, it's, I, I forget that the term. There's, I, we've learned so many different terms. Uh, Ooh, there's a term for that? I got to look I that up. I think so, if you, if you could, because I don't know how this Google machine works. Uh, <laughs> I want to ask, I wanna ask Lord Google. I want to ask Jeeves right now. I don't know how this thing works. <laughs> um, for us, I don't, I don't feel like that, that comes about, luckily, because I, I don't want to ever have that jealousy. Speaking of kinks, did you guys discover anything that you didn't know or think that you would be into? Absolutely. We've, <laughs> um, we've, we've definitely dabbled a little bit in, I guess, the fetish community. Mm-hmm. Um, we really enjoy uh, flogging and the St. Andrew's Cross. It's, it's like a dungeon implement um, where where you can strap up your partner and you spread their, spread their, their arms in like a Y shape and then the legs um, are open. So it's, it's sort of like a big X mm-hmm. and um, you strap them to this and it gives you a perfect environment to tease and flog mm-hmm. and um, enjoy your partner. <laughs> All right. So you do sex clubs. Uh, you do these um, lifestyle cruises. Are there other ways that you're meeting people? Uh, aside from online, we did, we've done um, hedonism in Jamaica, so that's a resort. So it's a, a full resort, all inclusive. Uh, we did that for Young Swingers Week uh, a few years ago, which is pretty cool. Uh, our number one vacation is the uh, is the swinger cruise. So otherwise, we plan just uh, doing vacations with with lifestyle friends. It's it's hard to get back to doing vanilla stuff once you've been doing this because it's all you want to do. I'm like, we don't have kids because they ruin everything. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> So we're pretty free to travel when there isn't a pandemic going on. <laughs> right, right. So this COVID thing has really put a kibosh on just about yeah. everything. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're so over this. We hate it. <laughs> we have done some virtual date nights, though, with COVID. Oh. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a group Now of- you're moving it online, right? You're moving it <laughs> online. <laughs> a group of us, I think there was eight of us on a Zoom call, and it turned into a vorgy. Yeah, virtual A virtual orgy. <laughs> a vorgy. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find us at sapphicswingers.blogspot.com or you can hit us up on Gmail at sapphicswingers, uh, also on Twitter. Um, or you can come hang out at our pool. Are you hot? Come hang out with us. <laughs> come on, ladies. Come down to Fort Lauderdale. The pool is open. <laughs> the Sapphic Swingers. I do believe that's an open invitation to come see them in Florida. All right. Next time on Consenting Adults, while some women feel their libido takes a dive once they hit menopause, my guest says hers went into overdrive. It's been, I think, stronger than it used to be, or or more than it used to be. So, but you're talking in the last year, from like 49, 50, that you're more multi-orgasmic? Absolutely. 
Now all she has to do is get her husband to better accept her boyfriend. That's next time on Consenting Adults.